Ana, 51 years old. We lived about 35 kilometers from the border with Mexico. There are many migrants there, but it is also a very violent area. I worked as an office clerk, but when I fell in love and started living with the father of my children, I no longer worked in my profession. Then I separated from my partner. My son stayed with his dad while my two daughters stayed with me. When I tried to start working in a company again, I could not do it. No one would give me an opportunity. So I started selling food and washing other people's clothes. Our economic situation was very difficult, but I never rested on my laurels. During the day, I went to the laundry booth to see if there were clothes to wash. People gave me three quetzales per piece. If they gave me a hundred pieces to wash, I could earn 300 quetzales. At six o'clock in the morning, I was already at the market, buying meat, beans, everything I was going to prepare. At night, I would take out my table and sell food on the street. I lived in an area with a lot of bars, places where sex workers were providing their services. I sold grilled beef, chicken sandwiches, chorizo sausage, marinated meat, and beans. I sold by order, 10 quetzales, 5 quetzales. Selling food is a blessing because you sell and you eat. The work was exhausting, but with a lot of food and laundry, I paid for my daughter's studies. I would not have left Guatemala because I would not have put my daughters at risk. With all the things you hear? No. I always said I will not put them at risk. I prefer to eat tortilla with beans in my own country. My youngest daughter, when she was about nine years old, started doing poorly in her studies. She no longer got the same results. My older daughter, when she grew up, did not want to see her dad anymore. But my ex liked to take our younger daughter with him. When she started secondary school, she fell apart. I started to investigate, and she told me that her dad touched her. So I reported him. I went to the PGN and to the Attorney General to defend my daughter. But the Guatemalan authorities betrayed her. It was all published in the news. Her name, her address, a photo of the school where she studied. Very ugly social harassment began. I could not even walk to the corner without being asked what had happened to my daughter. It was harassment that punished me, and my daughter no longer wanted to go to school. At school, gang members told her, if your dad touches you, we will touch you too. She fell to pieces. She did not, not want to leave the house anymore. I went to the attorney general. I protested. I wanted to withdraw the complaint, but it was not possible. I lived three years with that. No, I said. This will not be solved. The closest place was Tapachula. It hurt a lot to leave my country. We left everything. We came with three bags of clothes, nothing more. I crossed the river with my daughters on foot because there was not much water. In Tapachula, I was living on the street with my daughters. Since I am a single mother, no one would rent to me. It took a lot of effort to rent a room. I could not sell food anymore because I did not have a stove or pots. I did cleaning jobs on a daily or hourly basis. I got paid 50 pesos a day, with an hour for lunch. I worked in exchange for practically nothing. My daughters wanted to continue studying. The youngest finished her secondary school and the other worked in a poultry shop to help pay the rent. In a talk I heard about the Komar. I looked it up and turned in all the papers. 
Within about a year, we got our permanent residence. Many people said to me, You already have your papers. Go to the United States. What are you doing here? But I cannot risk my daughter's lives. We were in Tapachula for almost two and a half years. In Guatemala, my oldest daughter was going to go to university. She said she wanted to continue studying in Mexico. For a year, she tried to get her diplomas accepted, but the revalidation process was very expensive. We went to the UNHCR, and when they saw her interest, they told her that there was an opportunity in Mexico City. She did her exams, and God bless, she passed all of them. She did not want to go by herself, so the UNHCR moved us all. I was very sad because in Tapachula, I was able to see my son. He is very happy in Guatemala, where he has a wife and two children. I came to Mexico City for my daughters, but I had a hard time adapting. I believe only in God. I said, Lord, open a door for me where I can work. And as it turns out, at the PCR, they took us to a workshop, and I was told to send my CV to a cafeteria at the Ibero University. It is a cooperative. They gave me the opportunity to work as an operator selling food. In other places, it was hard to get a foot in the door. We spent a month living in a shelter, as I could not find a place to live. In Tapachula, we paid 1,200 pesos for a room. In Mexico City, I was gutted, because the rents here are very expensive. They rented an apartment to us about 10 minutes from the Ibero. We paid 3,300 pesos for two rooms and a kitchen. At the beginning, the landlady was very decent. She lent us some furniture, and we only bought the gas. We were happy, because we had a place to sleep and a stove. We bought tortillas, we bought cheese, because that is the Guatemalan food. We were able to survive like this. The Prami of the Ibero gave us winter clothing, because we were dressed very lightly when we came here. Yes, it was difficult, because the people where I live do not speak to me. Right now, I am looking for a new place to live. Because three weeks ago, the landlady asked us to move down to the second floor. I am very sad because she did not tell me I am going to raise the rent. She said, I am going to remodel the apartment and give it to you later. But she just asked us to move downstairs and then rented it to someone else. The landlady has not shown her face so I can protest. She did not even collect the rent. She sent another person. Where I am now, there is no space to hang clothes. I open the window, and there in the window I hang all the clothes. I am very uncomfortable. But the rents are very expensive. I went to look around and saw a place for 4,000 pesos. But I would have to pay two, three bus fares. That does not work for me. Another place was available for 7,000 pesos, plus the deposit coming to almost 15,000 pesos. I am very sad. Migration gives us a permanent residence permit but the Mexican authorities do not value it. My oldest daughter has already studied. She has gone to several establishments to ask for work, but they always told her that they did not want migrants. My youngest daughter is also working in the cafeteria, but the bank does not want to give her a debit card. She does not even have a passport, because when she was a minor, the passport application required her father's signature, and her migration card does not have her signature on it, because I signed it. So... What is the card for that migration issue? Also, her permanent residence permit will expire because when she was a minor, it was given to her. But it turns out that to reapply for that, you need to pay almost 5,000 pesos. One year we suffered because my oldest daughter was turned away at the IMSS. 
we got food poisoning from eating seafood. The Ibero had given her social security with the IMSS because she had also worked in the cafeteria for a year, but she was not registered in the social security system because she spent all her time at the university. At five in the morning, she left the house, worked until two in the afternoon, then stayed in the library doing homework. She would get home at 11 at night. She lived at the Ibero. She did not have time to sign up for social security. That was the problem. I got to the IMSS with my ill daughter. She was in a very serious condition, but they did not want to receive us. They were going to charge me 500 pesos for the visit. I was crying outside the IMSS. I did not know what to do. I took her to the general hospital in Mexico City, riding bus after bus. When we arrived, it turned out that the hospital provided only limited service because it was Easter. We had to pay 120 pesos for the visit and we had to pay for the tests. It was very sad to see that upon leaving the hospital, there is a funeral home and there is a private clinic. Because if you have money, you go to the clinic. If not, you go to the funeral home, dead. It is sad because health is not a game. Yes, you are discriminated against because you are not from here. Maybe we are not Mexicans, but we are children of the same God. We are human beings. Thank God Mexico has opened its doors to us. Institutions like PCR support us. Without them, we could not manage here. It makes me sad, though, because sometimes Mexicans look at us over their shoulders. They look at us with content, with racism. While I felt sad in Tapachula, which was close to my country, here I started to feel sadder because I cannot see my son. But I also feel happy because my daughters are succeeding. My youngest daughter also wants to study at the Ebiro, and if she is given that opportunity, I am going to feel like a very fortunate mother. I tell them to fight, to do their bit, so that they can get ahead and continue being someone in another country. These are the life changes which one sometimes does not expect, but they occur and we need to face them, fight and move on. Come on.